This is Grow With The Bros, hosted by Ryan and Ken Parsons, founders of the Brothers That Just Do Gutters. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Gutter, Behind the Brother. We've made every mistake in the book, so you don't have to. Our time to evolve as business owners is now. Let's grow together. All right, on today's episode, we have a few guests. We have Nathan Hebert, Luke Smith, and Jimmy Olang. They're all joining us today. Welcome, guys. It's awesome to have all of you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Good to be here. No problem. So today, we're going to be discussing the life uh, cycle of a business. This is our franchise edition. So um, I'd love to hear just kind of like in a minute or two, uh, each one of you guys just introduce yourselves, you know, who you are. What the heck are you doing on this call? Uh, we'll start with uh, Jimmy. Give us the uh, one minute rundown. So what am I doing on this call? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I got to get away from the kids. It, the quarantine thing is taking way too long and they're driving me nuts. So I was like, I might as well talk to Ryan and the other guys. Yeah. So I'm how here. long you been in business? Give us how long you been in business um, and something else neat. Uh, so I've been in business now five years, started in 2001. Um, so I'm the franchisee out in Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania. Awesome. Sweet. Nathan. I'm Nathan Hebert. Um, I'm a franchisee here in San Antonio, Texas. We've been in business with the franchise for about a year and a half now. So that's where we're at. It's incredible. And Mr. Luke Smith over there. Yes, sir. Uh, Luke Smith, we are Columbus, Georgia, uh, right on the Chattahoochee River. Uh, at this part in the state, the Chattahoochee bisects um, or it's the border of Georgia and Alabama. So our territory kind of goes across the river and spans a little bit into Alabama as well. So uh, and we've been uh, in business up and running uh, about 11 months, almost a year. Almost a year. Awesome. And then real quick, um, what were each one of you doing before you, uh, you know, uh, started the franchise, uh, Luke, and then Nathan, then Jimmy. Uh, I was an assistant manager for a lawn service company. How many years were you doing that? Ooh, God. Uh, off and on for about 16. Before college, after college, uh, traveled around the world for a little bit and uh, always ended up coming back to what I knew. Wow, that's awesome. Sweet. And Nathan? Uh, before this, I was actually, uh, I ran a gutter company. I started back in 2006, um, kind of an offspur of the roofing company I ran before that since I was a teenager with my dad. Um, but when I moved to Texas, I started my own roofing company and then the, and then the gutter business in 06. Wow. Awesome. And there was a great podcast uh, a couple weeks ago with Nathan on there. We really talked in, and dove in deep in his story, which was pretty awesome. So check that out. Uh, same with Jimmy, I think before that. And what were you doing before this? <laughs> I was actually working for the uh, the Brothers Gutters uh, in New York uh, as one of the uh, lead installers there for about 13 years, I think, 13, 14 years. Wow, that's great. Um, Ken, do you remember what you did before this? <laughs> oh, man. I did teaching. Yes, that's what it was, teaching, <laughs> history, 7th and 8th grade. And then before that, I worked for my dad from the time I – could swing a hammer pretty much. Nice. Awesome. So we're going to discuss the life cycle of a business. Um, and we've got, you know, uh, three franchisees on today, all in different um, timeframes from under a year to just 
you know, uh, under two years and then Jimmy with five. So pretty cool. So we're going to discuss, there's five different stages in the life cycle of a business. There's the launch stage, the growth stage, and the shakeout stage, maturity, and then decline, which we don't really want to talk about. We'll, we'll talk about that. So in the launch phase, we're going to kind of go through some of these and then we'll discuss kind of where you guys think you're at and what that means to you. But in the launch, it's basically day one, you know, first day you get your business cards. You don't have even a, a, a sale in the pipeline yet, um, but then you launch and the sales are, are slow, but they're coming in and there's a heavy focus on marketing and, uh, and networking. So uh, we just want to discuss a little bit the launch phase. Ken, you want to, you know, hop in there and kind of discuss what we do to get ready to launch somebody? Yeah, um, basically when somebody comes in and we have a signed franchise agreement, our, our team, the franchisor team, gets to work right off the bat, especially on the marketing piece. Uh, and even before we sign, I, I, I'm talking about networking and marketing and how important that is you know, to, to whatever business you decide that you're going to get involved in. Uh, and usually the franchisor is going to have a clear pathway to success for uh, that franchisee uh, to go down when it comes to marketing and hopefully networking too. Uh, networking is a big piece of it, of any business, I believe. And um, networking locally uh, is super important. Uh, getting out there, getting the name out there, uh, getting some B2B business going, uh, as well as developing strategic referral partnerships is something that we're very strongly focused on. Uh, but that startup phase is super important. Uh, right when the website, all that stuff is getting launched. Uh, I'm going through a startup manual with all the franchisees from day one with Gabby. And we're just going down the path of getting all those to-dos checked off, uh, which is something I really love to do. And then uh, uh, get them ready for uh, training in New York at headquarters. And uh, so that's pretty much the, the startup phase. Uh, obviously, there's some digital uh, training as well that we're incorporating now as we move into the future so that um, uh, we can do that and get as much training in before somebody even gets to New York now. So things are evolving. Things are getting better uh, each time we launch, launch somebody. So that's pretty much wraps up the, the launch phase for my role and, and, and what I do as part of it. Yeah. So, I mean, basically our goal as a franchise is to the first day that anybody's doing gutters, they look like they've been doing it for 20 years. Um, that's the goal for us. So Luke, you were, you were, you probably have the most fresh, you have the freshest memory of launch being under a year in business. Um, explain the process a bit um, and, and, and how quickly were you maybe like up and running? Yeah, yeah. No, there's so, so many aspects of that it seems just kind of like a blur. Like, I'm not sure how, uh, how it all happened. It happened so fast and so much happened um, during that time. I will say just from the top down, from you guys down since day one, the first time I called and talked to Ken um, until like now presently, um, the amount of involvement you guys had from the beginning was just phenomenal. And as far as I can tell from other people that own other business owners that own franchises that I've talked to, they're just flabbergasted for the most part. Um, you know, I don't even know. Some of them never even met, you know, the 
the guys that started the company and the ones that started and worked and, you know, um, so it's just really cool. But so our, I mean, yeah, this has been a whirlwind. Um, my last day at my former job was April 12th of this past year and um, of 2019. Yeah. So we pretty much got started May the 20th and um, we started the conversation uh, last February. Um, first time I called Ken, I think February 1st and then uh, started getting the ball rolling. So yeah, I mean, it was pretty quick and uh, seemed to, man, like I said, it's, uh, it was a crazy whirlwind and I wouldn't change it for the world. That was amazing. Nice. Yeah, I remember it was pretty quick. You talked to Ken and then you and your dad flew in um, to check everything out. You got to sit in a couple like uh, crew leader meetings and just kind of see the day in the life. And uh, you guys were hooked pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. You made a decision. So pretty awesome. Thanks, Luke. Nathan, how about you? You remember the the kind of the launch and how quickly were you up and running? Yeah, launch for it was more of a transition for me because we were already running a gutter business. So uh, launch was more of an official. Okay, so we've been trained in a bunch of new stuff, um, and part the biggest part of launch for me, I guess, was goal setting. Um, goal setting was not something I had been too familiar with on my own. So having those goals and then figuring out with you guys and through the startup process, what, <clears throat> what that launch will look like. You know, I decided to go with two crews, uh, first right off the bat. So we're going to run, I was only running one. So that entitled or entailed, um, getting a second crew, second truck ready to roll, uh, for launch date. So for me, it was kind of planning on a bigger scale right away than I was already running, even though I was familiar with the business. Um, and the, the teamwork, watching you guys up in New York for training, watching the, the team you guys have built around yourself was the biggest inspiration for me because I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do is build a team. Um, so from day one, I knew I wanted a, a great installer team, um, a great sales team, number one, to take those two positions right off the bat because I don't want to be in the field doing that stuff. Um, watching what you guys have is that the biggest, that was the best launch part for me was learn how to do that and then going and doing it, you know, just, okay, <laughs> here's what it takes to do it. You know, it was, it was a whirlwind. There was a lot of stuff for startup and, um, but yeah, launch was, was fun for me. It was fun building something that we were planning for and it, and it worked. So I now, how it. long do you think you were in the launch phase? Like, you know, it's relettering everything, getting your team, figuring out sales, um, the sales people. I mean, I would, how long was that? Like when you felt like you were finally out of the launch phase or the well, relaunch? Yeah, I was continuing to run my existing business through um, December, November, December of 18 at the same time, setting up uh, two new trucks for the business and recruiting people, doing the wraps and lettering. So through, I think January 5th, we came up for training to New York and we were out working um, by... January 18th. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I guess a month and a half, really a month to a month and a half of really, uh, launch pre-launch stuff. And the, and the, once we started launching was really just doing business and learning how to do that. So I think we were in that learning curve, real sharp learning curve for probably another month and month or two after that, how to work all the systems. Yeah. Do that. It seemed so. to be close to just right about summer where it all, it was all starting to click. Yeah. Yeah. 
Awesome. Sweet. Same question to you, Jimmy. Um, you, you were the first franchisee. <clears throat> we got to practice on you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I've always felt like a, I'm a pig, the guinea pig. <laughs> I, I think Jeremiah, Jeremiah and Jonathan would argue that. That yeah, they're yeah. one of the real pigs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, for us, it, it was it was exciting and scary at the same time. Um, you know, first of all, having to leave our, uh, the, you know, the state that I'd lived, I'd lived in for, I think, over 14, 15 years working uh, for you guys in the field and uh, two new babies and, and all that stuff and selling the house and then moving three and a half hours away and starting in a completely different state. So that was very um, uh was scary uh, because we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know how it was going to go. And again, like you guys said, I think uh, we were sort of like the first, actually I was the first, me and I believe your dad were the first official franchisee. So you know, I think at the time there was still stuff that uh, you guys were still working to perfect. So, you know, marketing was, um, you know, was still uh, somewhat inadequate in some areas. And so we knew that we had a lot of heavy lifting to do because um, I was just so scared to fail. So we came in and, you know, we had uh, yard signs and all kinds of stuff and we were knocking on doors and, and uh, you know, I, I was calling you guys asking you what should we do, uh, you know, you're trying to get some work on the board. Uh, I remember talking to a few people, they're like, you got to join the BNI right away, you know, which we did. And that started actually bringing in some work. So uh, the, for us, the, the, the startup period was very, very intense and very, um, very stressful because I had one truck. I was doing gutters with an apprentice during the day, in the evening, going out doing estimate and then repeat. Uh, and, and so it all it felt like a startup period for probably a good six, seven months or so. Uh, as I, I worked hard to transition to uh, get out of the field and just focus on on sales and 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 stuff. So yeah, I remember our first week out there. Ryan and I came and did the on-site. You remember that? Yeah, we still have. We saw your guys out on the job, and you're like, "Man, I forgot. You forgot something. I think it was a certain drill bit or something you needed." And I went for a run. To That's Lowe's. right. Yeah, yeah. You remember that? And yeah, I had my brother's people. gutter shirt on, and I went in there, and one of those vendor guys, you know, that stocks the shelves, came up to me and asked, "Hey, can you need anything? Can I help you?" And he, he says, "Oh, brother's gutters. I see your trucks everywhere." And I was like, "That's funny. We just started like a week ago." And this yeah. guy's seen your trucks everywhere, so you were, that's uh, right. you, were, I, I think, you were doing some uh, guerrilla marketing with the trucks or something, yeah. maybe parking them at I, Lowe's or something. I don't remember. But actually, I would. It was uh, pretty cool the, to hear that from I, somebody. I would hop in the truck and I would just drive around for hours, just everywhere, <laughs> just so people could see the truck and make it look like we had lots of trucks around. It and worked. that's where we. St- <laughs> It's so smart. That's awesome, man. So it sounds like, you know, anywhere between three and six months, you're in the launch phase. And I know, you know, Luke, it was very similar. Just learning the business, you know, working through some of the staff. Um, I mean, for you, just not coming from the gutters at all uh, was different. I still feel like I'm in the launch phase. Yeah. In like certain aspects of it, for sure. So, but yeah, yeah. So how, how, I mean, real quick, we're not going to spend too much time on this, but if anyone wants to jump in on this, how does the timetable that you're in differ from then if you were to just have started a, a gutter business on your own? I know, Nathan, you have, um, but Jimmy, I know you were re- very tempted. If anybody could have done it, you knew all of our systems to date. What do you think the difference is in the timetable if you were to try and just do this on your own? 
Oh, man. I mean, I, we've seen people who have been added for years. Um, I'm sure you guys know some folks too. Um, 10, 15, 20 years, and they're stuck in the exact same place because they don't have systems in place. Uh, when you don't have systems in place, uh, you're, you know, you're essentially wearing so many hats that you can't focus on growing. So you're always that one guy with uh, an apprentice in the truck. And yeah, we know that sometimes they make some really good money, but they're always tied to the business and the two are always married. And so for me, it was, obviously the allure was there. First of all, we didn't know that you guys were actually thinking about franchising. So I was at a crossroad um, in a, a time in my life where I didn't know what I was going to do next. All I knew is that I couldn't climb ladders for the rest of my life. So it was either doing Jimmy's gutters or something like that. or um, And then you guys said, hey, we just started you know, franchising and, uh, you know, we want to put this uh, official. And so this is a great opportunity. And obviously just thinking about all the, the, you know, the systems that you guys have put in place that would just allow me to be able to grow at a speed of lightning. I mean, that was just very alluring uh, as opposed to doing all the hard work to try to get going, which might probably take five, six, seven, ten 10 years uh, or even more. So uh, it was a no brainer for us. Absolutely. I really think it would have taken me to develop the systems it took to grow. This is one of the reasons I was looking around for, for something else other than my own skills. For me to develop the systems to grow my business to a point where it was viable as a, as a growth model, uh, repeatable, you know, um, I think it would have taken a couple of years to hire the right people and find those systems that work for, for that growth. So, you know, these systems that you guys have developed, we've already proven that they are duplicatable. Um, whether you have one truck or, or 10 trucks running, uh, everybody has proven in this franchise system already that, that this works. So that part to me was the plug and play portion of the franchise model that I really was really attractive to me. Yeah. And I remember one of my first conversations with Ken, I asked about like the, like the newest franchisee, like what, what was, where was he at? What was he doing? And when I found out that, Nathan had already owned his own gutter business previously. I was like, give me his number right now, please. <laughs> I called Nathan, I mean, heaps and heaps in the beginning. I'm sure every time he saw my number come up on his caller ID, he's like, oh, God, this guy again. <laughs> um, but um, I just, I asked Nathan, I said, hey, man, if you could go back in just the first two weeks of business, like um, if you could go back and change anything or do anything differently, what would it be? And he just like, without skipping a beat, he's like, nothing. He said, follow the system. The system works. And I'm like, that's all I need to hear, man. You know, from someone who had his own business for a long time, um, not, I mean, directly related to, to this. He had his own gutter business, you know. So, um, yeah, no, I picked his brain on heaps and heaps of stuff just because he'd been there before, you know. So, yeah. That's awesome. Great answers. Appreciate it. So I just want to talk a little bit about the, the brand. I mean, we're very proud of our brand, the logo. I mean, this was stuff we've been developing for years. Um, you know, how has that played a part in what you guys have done or accomplished? Do you, you, where do you feel that fits in? I mean, literally just this morning uh, on the way to work, I mean, it was super early. This guy read my shirt and my hat and he's like, man, that's a great name. That's so catchy. I love it. And I was like, yeah, you don't really have to wonder exactly what we do, you know? It's not like we're a roofing and siding company and we happen to do gutters. Like, we just, we, we just, we just do them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you had a really cool, um, uh, the other day you called me and you were, you were talking about your roofer buddy and 
you know, how we came out of nowhere, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. He's still, he's still, yeah. He's like, um, I, you know, Google roofing stuff and you guys come up. He's like, I don't know how that happened. Like, tell, can you hook me up with your marketing team? And I was like, well, I mean, they're in house, but I'll see what I can do. <laughs> so that's cool. What about you, the other guys? What do you think? Well, for, for me, I remember actually when we started, um, I still remember to this day, the, uh, the first the home show that we went to and uh, this guy who was uh, staged opposite me, um, he's not, he wasn't even a roofer. He's a, a chimney guy. And uh, he comes up to talk to me and he's like, oh, the brothers are just do gutters. That's a really cool name. I'm like, I see your signs everywhere and I see your trucks everywhere. And so we started having this conversation and I, I said to him, actually, we I only have one truck. And, and uh, he goes, well, I saw all the signs and I saw because I know that you guys are new in the area. And he said to me, uh, I just, when I saw the signs and the trucks, I knew that there was big money behind the, whoever was launching it. I was like, ah, I barely have any money to get started. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the point is, is that the, the, the brand- That's not the case just, now though, Jimmy, right? <laughs> not the case right now. But the brand just really, uh, it, it really pops, it sticks out. I cannot tell you, I've been to a CVS and the lady at the counter says to me, oh yeah, Brothers Gutters, I see your signs everywhere. Like, Are you looking for gutters? No, 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 I just saw your signs everywhere. I mean, that's how much it stands out that even when you're not looking for our products or our services that you can recognize us, um, you know, um, that easily. So uh, it, just, it speaks for itself. Um, uh, we've been very fortunate to, to hear so many people say that they recognize us from so far away. So cool. Cool. So cool. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. When we first uh, considered uh, rebranding with you guys, you know, we were pretty proud of our own name running yeah. under our own better name. And, and we were like, really, we got to take these guys names, the, the brothers, they just made up their own stuff. And we were hoping that's going to work here in San Antonio. <laughs> and, uh, but, but the reception that we've had has been phenomenal because the, it, it has, I know you guys have talked about professional marketing advice you've gotten over this branding and all that. And it's, and it shows because the feedback for us is, it's a family feel of a name and, and it's very clear on what we do. It's the brothers that just do gutters and, and people just love that. And, and probably 80% of the time when people mention that or see your name or, or uh, mention your, your branding, it, they brings a smile to their face. And that's the part that I love so much is because if it makes them smile, whether it's the name or the cartoon characters um, you know, that's, that's half the battle. They're memorable. It's memorable, and they'll they'll know who we are, and um, and that's the cool part for me. And half the time, I also get asked, "Which brother are you on the truck?" And I, <laughs> you say <laughs> the good looking one. Yeah. <laughs> you say the brother from another mother. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> brother from another gutter. I love it. So that's awesome, and that's going to make our marketing team smile when they hear this. Uh, it means a lot, and I, and that's great, and that's really important to us. So. We just talked about the launch phase and the launch phase, like really it's, it's a three to three months to a year when you're, you're launching the business, you're learning it, you're every day, there's going to be something new um, that you're doing. And then you start to get to the growth phase. And this is where the sales start rolling in. Um, you start to build your team, you start to add crews and trucks, and now you start to find your position in the market where you kind of know who you are. People know who you are. Um, you know, and then there's the, what they call the shakeout. Um, this is basically you, 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 you hit the growth. Now the sales increase, but they're kind of slowed down a bit. 
you might be achieving your market penetration, like where you're doing three, four, five million dollars and you're kind of looking around, maybe there's not much more, you know, um, and then there's maturity and then decline. So let's talk about the growth phase. I, I, I believe that most of us, you know, are just out of the, uh, the launch and then into the growth. Um, so I'd love to hear a little bit about what does that look like to you guys? What is growth? How many trucks? How many employees? I, I can talk about that. Um, growth, for, we're in the middle of our massive growth phase, obviously. Um, I'm constantly, you know, we've talked about this a lot, the balance between the sales and the field, you know, you're always going to struggle with keeping up with one or the other. It, it's either sales is, is selling a lot and you need more crews to install it or, or uh, the crews are out there really producing, you need more sales to keep them. So um, that's the, that's the balance I'm in. And um, you know, we're one year, three months into this franchise and I just bought truck number four Um you know, it's on the way to be prepared for maybe a fall um, launch for crew number four. I want to be ready for it because I know that our trajectory is working that way. So we're, we're hiring another salesperson. We're, we're looking for, we're training more crew people in the field. Now I have one more guy than I really need because I want there to be some guy and, you know, ready to take truck number four when we, when we launch that. So that's what growth looks like for me is just, we're recruiting. Uh, we're selling as much as we can. We're not, we're not, at no point am I settling for, okay, we're at a place now where it's good enough. Um, at least not yet. This is not where I want to stop yet. And so that's what growth looks like is you're constantly looking at how am I going to build this team? What's it going to take a year from now? What do I have to have in place to have that ready for this growth? Mm. Because if you're not prepared, if you're not planning for it, um, it can surprise you. And then you don't have the staff or the team or the know-how what to do when you get there. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah. in your estimation, in your current market, what is that? Um, what's that like maturity look like? Where's, where's kind of like the ceiling, you know, how many trucks or maybe sales or like, where is it kind of like, you know what, you know, I might want to think about doing, you know, expanding or whatever comes next, but where is that in your mind? In my mind, I'm thinking, uh, a comfortable place for us here is probably, uh, six or seven trucks running in the field with uh, three to four salespeople, depending on how that is working out, um, depending who you have. But um, it's a huge market and it's growing massively. And so I don't think that there's a real ceiling, uh, depending on how, you know, depending who you buy out or, or who stays in business or who keeps up with us. You know, that's really what's going to take. And how many years do you think you're away from seeing that six or seven in your, in your mind? What would you like to see there? Two years. It's awesome. So awesome. I love it. Now, how many appointments you guys run in a week right now? Sales. Uh, we're probably looking at, at this point, we're probably looking at um, 35 a week. 35 a week. And I, I mean, depending on whoever's listening to this and whenever they're listening to this, this is in uh, a pandemic. You're able to see that. Well, well not even necessarily see that many people, but. <laughs> we're actually very busy right now. We're, we're booked out until, I don't know, May 18th for estimates. So it's, it, that's three wow. weeks, you know, three weeks out almost. Incredible. Incredible. Well done. Um, Jimmy, same question. Uh, growth. You, you, you've definitely, you're through the growth phase. You still have some more growth to do. Where does that continue? Where does that maybe end? Where is that maturity possibly? Where are you seeing that? 
Yeah, I, for me, I, I feel that I feel like we. I don't want to sort of like have a. I think kind of like the same thing that Nathan said. I don't want a cap. I don't want uh, this maturity spot where I go. Okay, I'm comfortable here, so you know, I just I want to leave it open and see how it goes. I, you know, I hear that this is we're possibly a five million dollar company here mm-hmm. uh, with the size of the market that we have, and so. You know, we're halfway there. <laughs> you know, uh, halfway uh, of that uh, uh, of that five million. So, I guess to answer your question, um, I'm going to let the market dictate it. I think there's always a lot of moving parts. Uh, you know, people getting into the market, people leaving. I think that this COVID is probably uh, uh, going to cause some of our competitors to fall off the market. And I think this is part of the beauty of the of the franchise that we are in a very very strong position to you know, to ride, you know, any, um, uh, you know, any uh, obstacles such as this COVID or a recession or anything like that, we're in a very, very strong position to, to survive all of that. So yeah. um, at this point, uh, you know, we, we, we were anticipating running uh, six trucks this year. We were poised for that. Um, and the COVID has probably put a little bit of a damper on that. Uh, so we're looking to at least run five trucks. Um, um, and, and, and so that's about 10, 10 guys in the field and uh you know we we believe that we can uh, we can still uh, hit those numbers so awesome. so you're about halfway to a point where things might slow down a little bit and again like we're going to talk about maturity your business maturing what that means in a little bit um definitely doesn't mean that it's like all right we hit the ceiling like especially for us i don't think any of us are designed that way a lot of people are a lot of people are like you know what i hit it this is it. Great. If I can just stay exactly right here for the next 20 years, I'll be happy. I don't think anyone on this call is, is that's in their DNA. So I, I know it's a tough question that I asked, but I think you guys have hit it good. You know, what's uh, weird though is, uh, you know, I remember when we started our first year, I think we did like what, a little over $250,000. And I was like, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. And then the next thing you're thinking, man, if one week it, because then you look at your next year's budget and like, okay, 500 or 700,000. You're like, there's no way we're going to do that. And then you say to yourself, man, I'll be happy if we hit that and I'll probably be comfortable with that. And then you hit that. And so there's this constant hunger so that uh, whatever goals you hit, you're just setting yourself up for the next one. And, you know, uh, men are always intrigued by the uh, vastness of uh, eternity, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you, you always wanted to see what's the next thing that you can conquer. So, uh, you know, All I'm right. never satisfied with where I'm at. So That's awesome, man. Luke, how about you, man? I feel like we're right on the cusp of our of our growth phase. We've got um, we've got two trucks um, and um, we've got two installation trucks, and um, so we've got four four guys in the field, two in each truck, um, and yeah, no, looking to add the fifth guy uh, pretty old soon, and I'd love to be at a third truck on uh, the next you know three three and a half months just to really just keep on trucking but yeah networking has been huge for us and um it's uh yeah i just feel like we're right on the cusp of it things are going really well we have phenomenal reviews really good customer service um my guys were all pretty green except for one and um but a lot of good training from the top down and you know uh we're we are just i'm just couldn't be more thrilled right now that's awesome man so cool. Um, all right. I have a bunch of questions here, just deciding which way to go. 
Well, I just to add to this conversation with our corporate location that we've kept open, Brothers Gutters Hudson Valley, that we started back in 1999, uh, 21 years we've been servicing the Hudson Valley with our crews going out. And, you know, we're, we're still we're still not uh, penetrating the market as, as deeply as, as we can. So just to give you an idea that, yeah, you're probably, you guys are all right. As far as me and Ryan are concerned, you know, we're up to nine crews and we still can, can go more. We could, we could, we could go more. We could market more. We could go deeper with our marketing. We could add more sales reps and we could add more crews. And we've been doing this for 20, 21 years. So um, yeah, it's, it's a good business if you like to grow. Yep. And I know you guys on this call today, you want to, you want to beat New York. And I actually hope someone does I, that for me, just so you guys know, that's not like a thing of, um, pride that we have to have the number one location. It actually, I, I think we'd fail if that was true. I think that would be a failure actually, if that no one ever could beat what New York does. And given the short time frames you've all been in business, um, that should definitely be something that can happen uh, in the next couple uh, of years. It should happen soon. I love it. And I, and I know we, that, we that motivates it. the staff in New York. When I say stuff like that, they're like, no way. And uh, so it's fun. It's a win-win. If everyone's growing, then, then mission accomplished, right? Yeah. Jimmy, how long till you beat New York? One more year? <laughs> I have a question about that, Ryan, to these guys. And uh, if, do you guys feel that us keeping uh, and not selling our New York territory as a franchise and keeping that open as a corporately held location, has that been a, a beneficial thing for you guys to have uh, as far as access, as far as, you know, whatever? Uh, how do you feel that that has, has that had a more positive impact than if Ryan and I didn't keep that? I think that's an invaluable part of what you're model looks like actually because um, not only for us to benchmark against but uh, the fact that you guys are always inventing things um, new systems or new ways of doing things you have a place to try that first and I know maybe New York feels like a guinea pig at times but but as franchisees it's comforting to know that that the people that are fully invested in this you guys have started it and you're you're trying out your systems on your own stuff um, that's that feels a whole lot more or instills a whole lot more confidence than, Hey, we decided this was a good idea. Go ahead and roll this out. Uh, let us know how it works. Um, so that to me, that's a huge part of the integrity you guys have saying these systems work and here's the proof. Um, so that's how I feel about that. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. I feel like if you guys did that, you'd probably be super bored and uh, you know, <laughs> might not turn out that well for either of you. But um, I can't tell you how phenomenally invaluable Meet the Team Day was. And I don't know if it would have held the same amount of, of salt if it was um, – if I, like, went to a different location. There's something about the longevity of this is the original location. This is – you know, these are the original people. You know, when you can, when you can meet Gabby and Job and, and, and Kevin, when you meet everyone – when I call them, I don't feel like I'm just talking to someone that I met through an email. Like I've got a relationship with them, like from meet the team day. And then you come up there for training and you're like, Oh, how have you guys been? I missed you. How's tank doing? Karen has a dog. You know, I, you remember this stuff. Someone else is pregnant and you're excited for them. And it's like, um, 
that it makes it more it makes it feel like way more of a family you're not just like buying a business to, from some people that you can't relate to or you don't know about and someone like me coming from a totally different industry jumping head first into something they don't know anything about god bless america you can't get any better than that <laughs> yeah there's I, I would agree with uh with both both of, of them there's, there's something iconic about um you know the brothers got his uh, hudson valley and for me even more so because that's this is what i started doing the moment i came into this country and it's been part of uh, who i am part of my brothers my parents um they all know Ryan and Kenny. They all know Brothers Gutters, uh, you know, Hudson Valley, because this is where it all started. So uh, we've always appreciated that part of it, that it's, it's a part of us, a part of us and a part of our history. And I would definitely want to see that um, it be maintained. There's so much value in it, the, you know, the, the trainings and, and, and just the relating to people there, not just some franchise i mean literally people that you can relate to because you've known them over the years and they're they're stuck around and there's a longevity there there's something to be said about that that's cool well i appreciate all that and ken does too it's been our our life's work um but what what's really neat is as as well of a system as we feel like we've built it's nothing without people like you guys you know we have you know people that you know it wouldn't work for them um, this is a system, but it takes leadership. It takes guys like you that are going to go out there and work their tails off. So if anyone's listening and they think that buying a franchise is a magic bullet to success, it really isn't. Um, it is a leg up. There are some things that are figured out, but I, I, you guys work your tails off. And I, I just, I want to acknowledge your leadership. And I just, there's a few highlights that each one of you have done some things that really stick out, you know, to us. And Jimmy... I'll tell you, it's been the biggest pleasure because you refuse to not follow the system. Um, if this system wasn't going to work, we were going to find out through you because you weren't willing to really bend and kind of do things your own way or say, I know better. Um, that was really cool. Another thing, the way you and your wife work together is absolutely incredible. You know, to see the two of you kind of, it took a few months to find your strengths and your weaknesses and where you fit together. And when you did, my goodness, what a team. And then the other big thing, uh, Jimmy, you have removed, you are able to always make the hard decisions. When somebody on your team wasn't the right fit, they might be the best at what they do, but if they were counterculture, we're kind of making some things more difficult. You were able to make the tough decision. And it's not because you're heartless. It's actually because you care. Um, anybody that looks at somebody who lets people go might say, wow, that person's ruthless. But no, you, you are ruthless in protecting your team and your culture and the people that, you know, actually, you know, represent you and your values. So I think those are some of the biggest things that stand out to your leadership, as well as like getting up at three in the morning morning to get the shop and trucks ready i've your work ethic is what's gotten you there and i'm glad that we have been a part of that but make no mistake about it that's been incredible yep thanks ryan nathan you are crazy <laughs> <laughs> like i have never seen somebody so not afraid to make big moves or investments yeah. You know, especially, you know, when, when you look at somebody who's been 12 years in the business, 
you think that they're going to come to the table with a, yeah, I've done that, been there, done that. And they're going to bring a lot of like um, their own biases to the table and not even a little bit. You were like, I'm going to get two trucks. You've never had two gutter trucks before, but you're like, I'm going to have two. You actually had a third sitting for a month or two before you even had enough work for it. The, the way you think, the way you want to do big things in this business, not even just in your location, but in the industry is absolutely incredible. And you ain't afraid. You ain't afraid to put money into it or lose money. What in the world is going on in that brain up there? It's awesome. <laughs> I, I, probably because I've lost a lot of money doing stuff and I'm not afraid anymore. It doesn't scare me. So it's not because I haven't lost it. It's because I have and I'm learning from it. So, you know. Here we go, but I appreciate that. You, you must have watched Fill the Dreams a lot when you were a kid. Fill <laughs> <laughs> no, it and they will come. <laughs> and your vision is, is gigantic. You know, a lot of people, you know, if they, they, they can only wrap their mind around like, if I could just get to three crews and one or two salespeople where if I can go on vacation for a week without my phone blowing up, then I've made it. You are so far beyond, you know, what you want. So that's incredible you know, well done and, and keep that up. It's, it's so cool. And Luke, man, this boy can sell a dream and a vision. You have assembled an unbelievable team for a guy that, you know, was in a completely different business, never owned a business. And your care for your team is beyond anything. Like you, every decision you make is about your team. You legit and sincerely care. Some people talk about their team, but you like legit care about everyone on your team and your development as a leader has been incredible. Um, and you always ask, I love that. I can't tell you how many people, even if they're in a franchise or buy a franchise, they go through some of the hard things alone and they're, they're struggling and they don't reach out to anybody. You're not afraid to pick up the phone and say, Hey, Nathan, Hey, Ryan, Hey, Ken, like here's what's got going on. Um, and uh, it, it's been awesome and to see you cast your vision for your team and to keep stepping into those scary steps of buying a second truck. This stuff's terrifying. And you've, you've done it and you keep stepping up to lead. It's unbelievable. Awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate so it. So, guys, how do you guys feel about, like, having this pool of, of people or, or franchisees to be able to – this culture – that we all have. Uh, I mean, we just came off a couple, a couple, several weeks ago off the Brothers Gutters Conference. And, you know, how does that help you in your business? You know, it's funny because I'm sandwiched in between uh, not the people that have been here the longest, but not the newest either now. And so I, I get to see the, um, the, the way that the process works when, when the newest person comes in a couple of times already. And having been that person making those calls to Jimmy and uh, making those calls to a couple of other guys and, and talking to you guys a ton and then being in that position after, I mean, shortly after startup, I had, I'm still getting on my feet and here's Luke calling me like, Hey, how'd you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet, but let's do this. Together, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> It's really, really cool because I did need that support. I did need, like, I did need Jimmy telling me, dude, just follow the process. It works. And if you don't follow the process, you might as well quit now. Um, that I needed and, and I needed to hear that. And so I, I implemented that and, and I get to say some of these same things that I've learned to people that are coming in and, and watching the team build on the positives has been really cool. Love it. For me, um, I, I've always, um, 
felt like I'm a student of the game and regardless of what position or um, the growth of my business I was in, I always felt that I can always learn from those who have been at it the longest and those who are starting. And uh, I think I've proven that over and over again, where I was sometimes calling your dad, who is a franchisee down in, uh, in Virginia, and when I was struggling with something and I was calling Nathan, who was who had just freshly started. And I'm like, hey, how, you know, how are you doing this? Because I think there's something to be said about strength in numbers. Uh, you can't know everything. And I think th the culture that we have created where we're supporting each other because we all know that there, we all have a stake in this and that if one person succeeds, the, everybody succeeds. You know, your reviews affect my reviews, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, and things like that. So we all have a stake in this and there is so much that we can offer each other. Uh, someone like Nathan knows a ton more about all the, you know, the nuances of the gutter installation of materials and stuff like that, that I don't know as well. I'm you know, pretty good at recruiting and, and uh, Peter, who's a franchisee down in uh, North Carolina is so good with efficiency. And so we can draw from each other. You guys remember last year I took a trip down to San Antonio to see Nathan just so I could be able to know, figure out how are they getting this unbelievable like, Who's this review. guy coming for me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just wanted to see how he was doing things. I was like, how is this guy who just showed up on his first year is doing a million dollars? I want to know this. Uh, you know, what, is he, what are his tricks? What is, you know, how is he galvanizing this team? to do the crazy stuff that he was doing. How are they, how are they able to get that many reviews in such a short period of time? And that was a, an incredible learning opportunity for me. Um, and so I've always believed in the idea that there is strength in numbers and that we can all learn and draw from each other. Uh, my goal this year was to visit every single franchisee around the country, uh, you know, and it still is my goal once we get going here again. So. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been so it's been so great. You know, when I was getting started to call to call you, you guys, Ken and I, and to call Nathan, I didn't start calling Jimmy until I think about maybe I don't know a month and a half, two months in. Um, but it was crazy because uh, the input and the knowledge and just the encouragement I got from Jimmy was like so perfectly timed and placed. And um, you know, and then talking to other guys. When we went up for the conference, I felt like literally 10 or 15 minutes into it, I was like, I feel like I'm at a family reunion. Ah. Um, like I'm, I've, I've come from a big family. I'm one of six and all of us brothers and sisters like, and all their spouses like really, really get on with each other extremely well. And so family gatherings and things are like just heaps and heaps of fun. And um, oh my, I just had a blast. And then I came away with it with, you know, more a uh, different perspective on different owners and have been able to call them since and talk to them and kind of just your, you know, your, uh, your experience grows just from the knowledge that you gain from these, these ridiculously awesome friendships that you build. And I've, I've asked other franchise owners in different businesses, like they can't even list two other franchise owners. They don't, they have no idea. They don't know what kind of, I mean, it's just crazy. I just, I don't know how they do it, you know? And a lot of them don't do it well and they're not happy in it. So yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's phenomenal. Wow. Awesome stuff, man. That's so cool. Yes. I love it. Um, so I want to talk about the maturity phase and the decline. Um, so when businesses decline, 
You know, they typically kind of hit whatever the ceiling was that they had for themselves is what it really comes down to. I don't think there is an inherent ceiling in a lot of what we're trying to accomplish uh, here. But I think, it, you know, most people have a, a ceiling. One thing that we learned long and long, a long time ago, um, if you, if you want to keep, you know, moving forward, you have to basically grow or die. You know, there's a funny story behind it. I'm not going to go into it, but it was basically, I'll go into it. There was a failing BNI chapter. Like, you know, there was chapters that had 25 to 50 members. And this one was like 20, 18, 14, 13. And this one guy, you know, I had to go in there. I was like in leadership at BNI and I'm like talking to him and I'm like, listen, like you guys got to grow. Or you're going to die. And he's like, grow or die, grow or die. He just said it over and over is the strangest thing. I think they ended up shutting down, but it's true. And it's adapt or die, grow or die, adapt or die. Um, you know, so that's, that's really huge in this, um, that we're, we're doing that. And I think we've done a lot of stuff as a franchise and everything that you just talked about is helping us. One of the biggest things that I think really helps us stay on track are those monthly calls. Um, the, the going over the budget, looking at it, matching it up, the conferences, uh, technology. I know some of you guys are testing some technology that we are interested in, probably not going to work out, but we're always looking to make it better, right? So you guys want to talk about what you're doing to make sure that there is no decline coming? We're not quite there yet. We're still so much in growth that uh, decline's not even on the horizon, but I, I can see like for settle, if you settle, if you settle where you're at, you can, you can get stale. And then, um, just if you're just okay and not recruiting and, and looking for growth, you're, you're probably going to go back, go backwards with that. So I don't, it's almost like there is no plateau really to rest because even if you're resting successfully, you're still hiring when people quit, you're still getting jobs when you lose others, you're still doing all those things it takes to grow even to maintain. So like you say, you either grow or die or adapt or die. I don't, I don't think that there's a, a, a healthy plateau just being. There really isn't. Agreed. Yeah, I think so. I feel like a safeguard, not a safeguard, but a really positive way I'm trying to make sure that we, you know, on down the road, don't get into that, you know, decline phase. Just trying to, man, look at the guys that we have. Our guys are super young and, um, like the potential that they have is nuts. Uh, Jimmy, I, I'd love to hear a little bit from you. You kind of went, you kind of ended last year and looking into the new year, like, all right, you know, we've achieved a lot here. I might need to get some more territory. We might've hit a little bit of a market penetration or saturation. And then all of a sudden you realized you weren't even close. What, what was that like? Well, I think that every business is always evolving. And, you know, we had a, a tremendous uh, growth year last year. And uh, we were poised for even more growth this year. Um, we added more staff, uh, replaced ourselves out of certain roles so that we could focus on uh, really being hands-off and, and, and be more working on the business. And part of working on that business was uh, how can we expand um, the brand and, and how can we penetrate other markets. And so that was the focus for this year. I think that that probably took a little bit of a hit because of the uh, – the coronavirus thing. Um, so we might probably just delay that and, and make sure that the new staff that we have added on uh, are positioned to be able to take over when we finally 
uh, replace ourselves completely. And so that is our focus on the growth this year. Um, and then obviously after that, uh, next year we believe that, you know, there's a lot more stuff that we want to do. Uh, you know, we want to purchase our own uh, facility. We want to be able to really, uh, you know, penetrate our surrounding markets that we know that we have not been able to even, uh, we've not even had an opportunity to tap into. So uh, the potential for growth, I don't know where the, um, the sort of like the, the decline starts. I would, rather, I would prefer that we reach a point where like, okay, we're very comfortable with where we're at. Uh, the revenue and the profits are great and, and maintain that. Uh, as uh, I don't know that decline is probably a term that I want to use. So I, I like to stay on top and stay up there. Well, I think Nathan hit it right on the head with, I mean, there is no such thing as decline. As long as you're adapting, as long as you're never just resting on your laurels, like once you have the perfect 10, 12, 14 people in the field, doesn't mean that you stop recruiting just because your marketing's working today. Doesn't mean you don't keep learning or, or networking. Um, so yeah. And growth is not always revenue. Growth could be profit. Growth could be the people. Growth could be yourself. Gro growth is all over the place when it comes to business. And I know as we're in the uh, growth and the launch and, and those phases, it's always like, you know, I did a million this year. I want to do 1.4 next year. And then, but there's a lot of different uh, ways to grow for sure. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, but go ahead. No, go ahead, Jimmy. Now I was going to say, I think a lot of times uh, we get so fixated on the revenue as you know, as growth. And I think it's true to say that there are folks who have hit some pretty high revenue, not just uh, in, in this industry, but in other industries as well. And, but they don't have a single penny in their pocket. And so it might look like growth on the outwards, but the inside, um, they're having some pretty tough time and they're not able to ride out stuff like the COVID that's taking place right now. Growth could mean that you've replaced yourself and you have more time now at home uh, you're bringing a certain amount of money home and not as much as you probably would be, uh, you know, in another aspect, but you have, you, you've replaced yourself because you put certain people in place. And uh, the, for me, that's growth. Uh, so there's so many other ways that we can consider ourselves growing other than just this one metrics that we typically use, which is uh, how much revenue do we actually bring in this year from the previous year? I think it's important too in that kind of mindset that you guys are all talking about right there is having a growth mindset. Decline uh, doesn't even become part of your vocabulary. You know, uh, people sometimes think that you're going to hit a certain market penetration, then you could expect it to decline. But when you have a growth mindset, you know, and always working on different aspects of your business to make it better, you know, I always envision, envision growth like a mountain that you never can get to the summit at, of. It's, it's a mountain that you just continue to climb. And that's what capitalism is really all about. It's about growth and expansion. And I think that we have that mindset in our culture is that growth and expansion, uh, rising tides mentality raises all ships. You know, once you start camping out, though, and you start becoming complacent, that's when businesses start to see a decline. And, uh, you know, when, when, that, when that owner stops pushing and that owner stops having the right behaviors and that right activities and not being able to create opportunities for other people on their team to be able to grow and not hit a ceiling also, uh, then there's a, that's the beginning of the end and failure of a business. And um, I really feel that you guys will never see that because you guys all have that within you, uh, that growth mindset. So keep up the good work. That's an awesome quality to have. And uh, that's, what, that's uh, what it takes to be successful. 
One of the coolest things I want to say about growth is, um, you know, yeah, we do look at the numbers of revenue compared to last year, whatever. But uh, and if people look at just that, they, they might look at you as a business owner like, well, he's just greedy. He wants to just go get more money, whatever. But one of the coolest things for me is uh, when I was running my gutter business before I was making good money. It was me and maybe my kid or, or a helper. Um, I didn't have any other employees. Uh, I made good money. Now I make good money. But uh, I'm employing 12 people, including myself and, and back office. Uh, there's 12 positions available or 11 other positions that I didn't have before that I'm paying really well on. Um, and we're looking at adding at least two more positions this year, maybe three, you know, so that, it, yeah, we're growing and we're also providing these awesome jobs for people that are, that weren't here two years ago. So um, that's a cool part for me is watching, yeah, your business grow, but, but providing those awesome jobs for people. It's awesome. Now, do any of you feel like, I think when you get into the business, you know, everyone's your mentor, you know, like you're looking at other people and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, that person's my mentor, whether it's Ken and I or someone else in the franchise or someone you've met through B&I, have any of you felt like you've, um, where it automatically has turned the corner and people that have been in business for, I don't know, 10, 20 years, all of a sudden are starting to come to you because they're seeing your success. And now all of a sudden you find yourself in the mentor seat. Has anyone seen that? I've seen that just, yeah, recently with um, just this really awesome guy that has been running his own roofing company for, you know, I think maybe four or five years. Um, I think he's kind of like, he just doesn't know how to scale. I'm not sure how to get any bigger. And I think the, he's just been thrilled to talk about the systems and, 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 and the process and, and how things are done that were instructed to me. It's not like I just had all these fantastic ideas and I'm like, uh, you know, you know, genius. Uh, I just try to be as good as I can with follow through. I love following orders. It's the only thing that reigned in my brain when I was a kid because it was all over the place. So I found structure to be actually quite comforting. And so I feel like for someone like him, um, he's kind of, he's kind of, He's kind of craving that because he knows he would benefit heaps from it. Yeah, I, I actually, I have two examples. Um, one is actually a friend of mine who's also a contractor here. He's been in business for probably a good over 10 years plus. Uh, and always stayed small. He was comfortable in that, uh, like a lot of people are. Uh, and then, you know, we come into business and all of a sudden within a few years, you know, we just exploded. And so people recognize that. They do see things like that. And they want to, how are you doing it? You know, like I've been at this for 15, 20 years and I cannot make it just like Nathan said, you know, he, you know, he knew that he had to do it differently in order for him to be able to get to the next level. And so he's sometimes calling me and he's asking me like, you know, specific questions on whether it's marketing or, 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 or processes or systems or, you know, and things like that. Another one was actually uh, this lady that I met uh, last year when I went to a conference in Missouri and she's out in, in Canada. And uh, she was just saying just how impressed that she is because we talked for a long time and we got to know each other's businesses. And he was she was talking about how she's also stuck in this place. And the reason why she's at the conference is she could figure out how to get to the next level. And uh, for her to hear me talk about the systems in place, uh, the mentoring that we're, you know, we're getting from you know, Ken and Ryan, uh, which my wife is always talking about. She's so proud of that. Uh, but for us to be able to talk about accountability and, and mentorship that helps us to make wise and well-informed decisions, 
um, to see someone asking me about that, how we did it, and we could say we got it from somewhere else, and now they want to know how they can do it. Uh, it feels good to know that, yeah, you know, you've been helped so that you can help the next person. Nathan, has that happened to you yet? I know every franchise calls you. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, <laughs> I, some of the examples I have, I guess, uh, we have a pretty big social media following um, from our business before, and so people have got to watch us online too, uh, our growth. And they're like, wow, you guys are doing some cool stuff. Um, the other side of that also is now that we're doing so much more volume than we used to do, um, you know, wholesalers are, are calling me all the time trying to trying to court us for business, which that's that's to me is a really cool part of uh, or proof in the pudding of, of business growth. You're like, you know, that's really cool when you get to hear from other people. Like I did some research on you and you're like the now the second largest uh, buyer of gutter materials in San Antonio. I'm like, really? I didn't know that. That's cool, though. I'm glad to. How much uh, more to be the first? <laughs> yeah, how much more to be the first? You know, you had it, man. I'm coming for you. <laughs> so yeah. that that kind of feedback is encouraging, just as a business owner, um, to have people recognize the work that you've put into it. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'll tell you, that was one of the uh, least likely places when Ken and I franchised the business, you know, obviously we're thinking it's going to make money for us. This is an investment. And, you know, if we're making a small percentage and we're helping people get in business and blah, blah, blah. But man, once we were in that position, the mentorship thing has absolutely been our favorite. Um, being able to, you know, download stuff into our brains and then share with you guys. And, and Luke, you kind of just said, you're just kind of repeating what we told you or whatever, but we're doing the same thing. You know, it, it, in all of this whole thing, there might be 5% original brilliant ideas from Ken and I, but most of it's been, we read a book, we implemented this part here. We hired a coach. We implemented that part here. We went to a seminar. We took that and repeated it. Um, so I wish we could say that we're these super brilliant guys that have thought of every little tiny thing that you guys see. But really at the end of the day, we've, we've just been good at grabbing stuff that made sense for our business and implementing it and teaching it to you guys. And, and that has been super fulfilling. I did not realize like it, and it really, it really kind of uh, materialized when Jimmy and Jesse actually started, they, they referred to us as their mentors. And I'm like, holy cow, that's such a cool thing where, you know, people could be like, oh, it's a franchiser. Those, you know, like, and that to me was like when it really became real. And that is my favorite part of the business is the mentor uh, part for sure. So, man, guys, this was fun. Uh, I loved having you all on. I think this was a, a great call. Um, there's no such thing as decline if you're adapting and growing. Um, you guys have so much ahead of you. I cannot wait like in a year or two to see how much some of these things change and what our goals and visions are in just a few years from now. It's awesome. Great. It was great. Yeah, so coming for you, Pennsylvania, New York. <laughs> Come take it. I love it. I love it because I'll just play this for I'm, root I'm rooting for you. Fellow, fellow Texas, Texas brother. Too. That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you guys. Um, have an awesome day out there today. Appreciate you bringing some value. And if, if you're listening to this, hope you picked up a couple nuggets that you can implement in your business. Thanks for joining us. And we hope you implement at least one or two nuggets from this episode that will give you the confidence to grow. Subscribe to our podcast to stay updated and grow with the bros.